This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. All right, Brian, it is now time for our Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag, which there were lots of questions, of course, about Shaq Leonard in there this week. Uh, So we're going to hit on a couple different things since uh, we kind of knocked all that out. Uh, First question here from Colin. He wants to know, why isn't Dowdle getting more of the short yardage carries? Do you have a plan for that? Do you have an idea on that? I don't think that Pollard's issue has been physicality and short. Like, I I don't think... Pollard struggled with tough yards. Like I, no. think, I think Pollard's running pretty physically, and so that's, I think he's trying. And you know, and I think the juice is what they miss. And honestly, that's the funny thing is that I think everybody views it as, oh, Dowdle's the more physical runner. Pollard's the speed guy. What I've seen this year is that Pollard has more physicality the way he's running, yeah. and Dowdle's got more juice and better contact. Well, I tell, tell you what, the fourth and one call was a great block on the outside. I know people are crushing uh, Michael Gallup right now. Yeah. But but you look at the block that, that he got on the edge on that fourth and one, and it went to the left side on the outside, and they gained, gained about 14 yards on the play. You know, I, I don't know, handing the ball to Dowdle, that, you know, that's it's got a possibility, sure. But the thing that the thing that we're starting to see more from, uh, you know, that they're running the ball better on the edge and on the perimeter than they are running the ball inside. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, if you're going to run the ball inside on short yardage, just have Dak sneak it, you know? Touch just, push. Yeah, just just have Dak sneak it and then find a way to uh, – nothing against Dowdle, but I, I think I think things are starting to kind of turn around a little bit for Pollard. Yeah. You know, running the football. I think he's got – I think he's he, – he looks like that he's not wearing down. It looks like that he's got a little bit more, as you said, juice to his game. Yeah, and that I – That fourth and one carry was – Again, that was that was to get the ball to the edge as quickly as he did and to get the block from Gallup to get him around the corner, I think was And I don't know where it comes from. The idea that he's just some like they treat him like he like the yeah. fans talk about him sometimes like he's Darren Sproles. If he's you, not a small bat. If you stood next to him in a and just hanging out with him, you would not think he's a small guy. You would never think of him as as a little guy who couldn't run between the tackles. He's he's not Zeke. He's not yeah. built like Zeke. Right. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't have the ability to get inside. Uh, next question here from Jeff. Uh, with Tyron Smith finding the fountain of youth, do you see the possibility of him being back at left tackle next year? He's played well. He has played well. There was a one lot of very, incentive. One very good in this last one, though. He was, he was not. There was a lot of struggles for the offensive yeah. line in yeah. this last one. But he's, he's played well. And, I mean, the Philly game – Weeks back, he was really, really great in, yeah. and, and he's he's played well for the most part this year. Better than I was anticipating. I Much. thought I thought what we saw last year was concerning when he was out the there. The plan they have for him right now, with the way he doesn't practice and the way he plays in the game, and he's done a great job. He he gave up more pressures than he had since I think it was twenty twenty. So yeah. he it was it was not the the cleanest game for Tyron Smith last week on the on the pressure. Do you think do you think he's back next year? Would you entertain that possibility or do you think hey, let's just get the most we can out of here and let's figure out things moving forward? I think they're I think that I would say that they're probably going to figure things out, but I I also believe and I hate this cuz I don't want to ride the fence, but I do believe that that I I believe that that he could come back. Now will he come back in the same situation? 
you know, where he's playing game to game, check to check kind of a thing. Uh, I, I don't know about that. But to me, it seems like the Cowboys are very committed to playing with Tyler Smith at left guard. Now, maybe this is where all of a sudden you see Awesome Richards or maybe a uh, younger Matt Willetsko. Maybe somebody else is in the pipeline that uh, they would like to play out there. Next question here from Eric. Any explanation on the elevation of Fant last week? He's talking about Princeton Fant, the uh, the tight end. That's interesting. So Peyton Hattershot is still had still not been ready to come off injured reserve. Well, he's he's healthy. They just they have they to haven't taken him off yet. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is though he they have to find a roster spot for him. Yeah. Fant was a straight elevation. Which doesn't sacrifice anything. Doesn't sacrifice a player. The Cowboys do not, and I believe we're in the final week of this, the 21-day window for uh, for Hendershot. Before he has to stay on injured reserve for the rest of the year. They do not, they do not, at the current spot, or the current situation, have a spot for Hendershot to come back on. This is a very healthy team. I think they've lost some confidence in Hendershot too, yeah. from from where they they were at last well, year. I, I've lost some confidence. I've lost confidence in uh, McEwen. You know, <laughs> so if uh, we'll 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 trade that out. So, but here's the interesting thing about fans, because I'll point this out: Fan did not have any sort of crazy training camp while we were out there. Or whatever. In fact, it was funny is that I noticed, and I think you were out there with me while we were in training camp. Dak was riding him hard oh, on a few different every practices. Time, yeah. Just like, hey, yeah. Fant, come on. You need to do this. You need to, come on, Fant, keep your head in the gate, blah, blah. Mm. What I think is interesting, though, is that when people hear that, they go, well, I mean, if he didn't stand out and, yeah. and Dak's riding him like that, was, it's a little bit like the, uh, you, you, you don't, uh, you, you know, you, you discipline because you care, right? right? Like, right. it's because you love. They see something in Princeton Fant, yeah. I think, and I, I think that's why Dak was just all on top of him that those couple practices because he felt like hey there's something here that that we can take advantage of and i want to make sure that we're getting the most out of him i I think that that's the expectation there uh next question here from kurt how has tyler biotish been doing in the middle for us this has been a bit this has been a bit of a regression year overall overall but i think the last couple weeks he's he's fought and you know what he's he's really done is he has taken the role of the enforcer yeah. on that offensive line. If there's a fight, if there's somebody going after a quarterback or there's something like that happening, the guy that's going to be in the middle of that is going to be Tyler Biotis. That is their that's their bully in the middle who takes care of all the post-snap skirmishes. I feel like that since the Giants game in week 10 that that Tyler Biotis has played better. The Giants game, Panthers game, Commanders, that was not an easy game to have to deal with inside pressure there at the Commanders game. Yeah. He had one misstep where it was a wide three technique and he had to reach and you're dealing with pain and, and it just, you know, that guy, you know, you get a tackle for loss. But if you look at what's gone on since, since that Giants, since that Philadelphia game where I felt like that they weren't very good up front. Yeah. He's played really, really well the last four games. Uh, and, yeah, and I think that, again, that's one of the big things that I know Dak appreciates is that's the that, that's the guy in the center on that offensive line yeah. who is going to get in the middle of things. He, If Dak were to get hit late, the guy who's going to come in and fight somebody is going to be Biotis. Right. That, that is his role, and he embraces it, and uh, I, I think he is a true leader for them on the offensive line. Uh, last question here from De La Cruz. Uh, we've we've always talked about Dak's ability to see the field, and at times yeah. we, we we have questions about the the you know the squatting linebacker or whatever right. else, and how he just sometimes that vision tightens up on him, and he just 
just doesn't doesn't see people on the periphery there. He says, how would you evaluate Dak's ability to see the field? Has he improved as a passer facing zone, or has McCarthy made the offense friendlier for him? I think he's done a much better job of seeing the field. There's some throws that he made uh, in these last several games since the San Francisco game where it, those were throws that had been intercepted. Yeah. You know, there's more confidence in, okay, I'm going to fit it here. There's better routes from the receivers. They're doing a better job of finishing for him. I think Brandon Cook's addition has been great. Uh, the emergence of, of Jake Ferguson, I think, has really helped him in a lot of those tough throws. But Dak is, I think Dak is seeing the field better. When he gets in trouble is when he doesn't see people. Yeah. When he when he reads wrong and all of a sudden there's a linebacker or there's a tunnel vision. Yeah. Or there's a slot that's playing as a safety that he thinks is going to drop in another area, then comes back inside. That's where Dak has some problems where he where he doesn't realize, oh wow, they're gonna drop into that. And he thinks Who burned him with that. Was that Philly or Carolina? Somebody burned him where a, a guy said or no, it was the Giants. It was uh Cordell Flott. Cordell Flott. Was, yeah. He he thought he was carrying him yeah, and then and, he bailed and, then and they he bailed. Just picked yeah, it off. Yeah, picked it yeah. off right there. Yeah. Yeah. And so that that's what gets him occasionally. I'll say it's funny. We we asked Jerry, hey, what what's the reason for the drop in the interceptions and the turnover worthy throws, do you think? And uh Jerry was saying, you know, that well, you know, he's 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 not taking as many risks he's not yeah. putting the ball in danger and it's like i would disagree with that i i think i think, that, I, think the, yeah. I think he's taking some I very think, yeah. confident throws that absolutely that in years past i don't know that it gets there all the time he is yeah. uh, typically brian i feel like this is around the age this is what you were hoping for and mm-hmm. this is what's happened this is around the age it feels like for a lot of quarterbacks where the game starts to slow down right and and that they reach a level of you know just football consciousness that right. it's like hey your iq and your physical abilities are intersecting at just the right time to make you the best possible quarterback i think that's why you see a lot of times quarterbacks play their best ball 30 to 35 instead right. of you know where running backs play their best at 25 receivers maybe late 20s or whatever it is I, I think that's definitely what you're seeing here that does it for us here today on the love of the star podcast thanks so much for joining us we'll have a couple more episodes for you this week we'll review the philadelphia offense and defense uh this is a game that will will have a lot of juice behind it this is a big test for the cowboys to finally silence uh, a lot of the questions that people have about them against uh, tougher competition and an opportunity for dak prescott in reality probably to to potentially take hold of the MVP race in this game on Sunday Night Football. For Brian Broaddus, I'm Bobby Belt. We will talk to you guys again later.